0: A world of waste, a planet reeling, and yet another thing putting our very existence at risk. These are tough times. Happy Saturday, everybody. It's uh, Lou Young. Tough times with Lou Young here. And, uh, you know, we're wondering, you know, we make it, somebody carts it away, and uh, does it come back to haunt us? We're talking about trash, the trash we make. I mean, we just generate a ton of it, and you must have noticed noticed it during the pandemic, how much um, stuff we were uh, sending down to the curb, sending down to the recycling bin, and uh, what happens to it? And uh, that is what we're talking about today. Back in 1984, uh, Westchester, you know, walked away from landfills. Landfills are just awful. Uh, they generate methane. They take up uh, uh, vast amounts of spaces. Uh, they, um, they're just not good. Uh, and uh, the solution, it seemed like a great idea back then, right, Kevin?
1: Seems like it.
0: Yeah, it was to burn it, and they've been burning it since. There's a thing called the Wheelabrator, and uh, over in Peekskill, they don't really call it that anymore. It's, it, we'll explain it. That that was the name it had for a long time. On the phone, we got Courtney Williams, Doctor Courtney Williams, cancer researcher and uh, um, vocal opponent of the uh, trash incinerator. Hi, Courtney.
2: Hi, Lou. Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, in a nutshell, before we uh, walk to the big machine, tell me uh, what, what's your problem with this uh, thing we've been doing since 1984 that handles most of the waste in Westchester County. Uh, why do you think it's an issue?
2: <clears throat> well, it's an issue because it is more polluting than a coal-fired power plant. So Westchester decided to kind of to just take all of their trash and burn it. So if you throw something away in Westchester County, it's coming to Peekskill, and it's being burned uh, right here in Peekskill, and it is harming the health of not only Peekskill residents, but folks all through Westchester and Rockland uh, that breathe the air and the pollutants that spews out, and we're basically looking at... Greenhouse gases, lots of,
0: lots, lots. Okay, you're you're breaking up a little bit there. You're breaking up a little bit there. We're going to uh, ask you to hang on for a second. Uh, We we got uh, Jim Connolly coming up. He's a VP at uh, at the uh, Wind Waste Innovations, uh, which is a company that now operates the incinerator in Peekskill. He's going to explain it to us, and then after that, we'll uh, we'll get into more into the discussion, Courtney. So hang on there, and um, I'm going to get up here. Oh, just take a walk over to the to the big machine here and uh, open the door and take a look at the dials. And it, oh, it doesn't look good. It never looks good. I mean, uh, you know, it it improves a little bit, improved a little bit during the pandemic, but uh, uh, everything seems to be pointing in the wrong direction. Um, Anyway, uh, I see here that a guy named Paul Akers was doing a presentation a while back and uh, his buddies wrote a song for him called The Waste Song with uh, apologies to, um, uh, apologies to, uh, who wrote uh, This Land Is Your Land? That's um, Woody Guthrie. Woody Guthrie. Apologies to Woody Guthrie. I, I always want to say Pete Seeger, and I and I mess that up. I, I, I confuse them. So anyway, uh, here's the uh, the Waste song. And then after that, we're going to do The Wheel in the Sky, because uh, it's about the wheel which may not really be the wheel anymore. Anyway, here we go. Waste song then uh, Wheel in the Sky.
3: This waste is your waste, this waste is my waste. From overproduction to wasted motion, from unused genius to too much weight time, this waste is bad for you and me, I'm singing this waste
4: is bad for you.
0: Song that's uh, almost as old, or about as old as the uh, the uh, machine we're talking about, which is the uh, incinerator in Peekskill, which was known as the Wheelerator for a while. Um, we've got Jim Connolly on the line. Jim, how you doing? Good, thank you. How are you, uh, Jim? You're the VP for um, Wind Energy, uh, Wind Waste uh, Innovations. Am I correct?
5: Yes, I'm uh, uh, vice president of environmental for for the company. I'm responsible for overseeing all of our uh, environmental uh, compliance uh, and permitting.
0: Well, first, first of all, I was surprised if, to find out that you don't call it the abrader anymore.
5: Well, yeah, the the, the uh, company has uh, changed the name. Uh, we're we're part of a large, fully integrated uh, uh, waste company that, that can take care of uh, a whole different uh, range of mm-hmm. waste. Uh, at our facility in Peekskill, we we focus on municipal solid waste uh, post. Uh, you know, recyclables being removed sure. and uh, manage that waste in a beneficial way to produce renewable energy.
0: Now, uh, now um, an actual wheel abrader is a pretty uh, a complicated thing. It actually cleans uh, and scours uh, um, recyclable metals and stuff. I mean, that that doesn't exist at Peakskill, does it? No,
5: no. Okay. Uh, wheel abrator is typically used in a, a foundry or that type of uh, environment uh, you know, processing castings those, those types of things and, so and that that was part of the company a long time
0: ago and that and that was the the, the company name so it, it it attached itself to the incinerator so it's really uh it's really a trash burning uh power generator uh and um and uh tell us what it does tell us what the process is and uh, again, I remember that this was uh, uh, considered a godsend in, in the 80s. I mean, you know, oh, wow, we can do this. We can make electricity and get rid of the garbage at the same time. But problems have uh, cropped up over time because nothing is nothing is without a downside, I, th- I think is one of the messages I always have here. So explain to me what um, the, the incinerator does.
5: Sure. First of all, it's not an incinerator. Um, an incinerator is, a, is an old technology, mm-hmm. typically no, no energy recovery and very limited, if any, uh, air quality control equipment on that. Uh, the, a modern waste energy facility is, is quite different. Uh, it's a, a very specially designed uh, boiler that uh, completes complete combustion of the, uh, the solid waste, uh, very sophisticated air emission control equipment, that uh, is able to meet uh, ex- extremely stringent limits by the EPA and the uh, New York State Department of Environmental Quality uh, in, in terms of uh, meeting the uh, ambient air quality standards, which are health, health-based health limits, right. to ensure that uh, we're able to, to operate without uh, creating any risk to uh, public health or the environment.
0: Now, what comes out of the, sm- the, the stack there? I want to call it a smokestack, but it's not smoke, is it?
5: No, it's not. Uh, if you, what you see coming out of there in certain weather conditions is water vapor. So when we combust the uh, municipal solid waste, products are primarily uh, dioxide and, uh, and water vapor.
6: In yeah, fact,
5: that, that condenses when, when it comes out and
0: cools. So it's uh, the issue that, that uh, some folks are talking about, though, is what's in that water vapor that might not be something you, uh, you want to breathe.
5: Sure, and that, that, that is a very highly regulated uh, uh, feature of, of a modern uh, waste energy facility.
0: All right, um, so the, the, this thing was built uh, uh, in 84. I, I presume it was updated uh, uh, at least at some point during the, during the uh, course of its operation?
5: Yeah, it, it's almost continuously upgraded. So, so the, the facility itself was built in 1984, but, but the equipment, the controls, uh, the air emission control equipment has, has been updated numerous times through the years. One of the provisions of the Clean Air Act is a continuous improvement. Uh, the, the EPA uh, requires states to evaluate new standards as technology improves, and then continue to drive down uh, what the emissions are. Most recently, they've done that for nitrogen oxides. I ox. see. I see. Um, and, and we've, we've recently uh, lowered our limit from 184 parts per million down to 150 parts per million. That's enacted this year.
0: And your. um uh, contract with the uh, county, Westchester County, was extended roughly two years ago. It was a ten-year contract. You got, we got about eight years left running on it, right?
5: Uh, I, yeah, it sounds about
0: right. Okay, so uh, at the end of that, would you presume what it's it's finished, or uh, uh, do you go for another round?
5: No, I think um, one of the one of the benefits of facilities like this is that, that we can continue to uh, to operate. We can continue to up, upgrade the equipment. And it's really a, a beneficial way of managing the waste. Westchester well, right. County does a great job of separating recyclables. Um, and the balance, you know, hundreds of thousands of tons per year of solid waste has to go somewhere. Uh, the alternative to us is to put it in a tractor trailer and drive it 110 or 240 miles to to a landfill where it will go uh, and, and slowly decompose and produce uh, methane, which is a very potent greenhouse gas. Right. Uh, the greenhouse gas uh, fossil fuels used to transport that waste, that distance, uh, also contributes to it. Uh, waste energy is actually uh, beneficial from a, a greenhouse gas perspective.
0: And, and fact, how much electricity are you generating? I know it has a, uh, a capacity, but are you up, up to full capacity? Yes,
5: and we, we generate enough to power around 30,000 homes.
0: All right, and, and again, uh,
5: keep keep in mind keep in mind the primary purpose is uh, management of waste, right. not not energy generation. Energy generation is a, is a side effect.
0: All right, and there's also a steam byproduct as well, right?
5: Yeah, so we we, we produce uh, high, very high quality steam for the turbine, high pressure, and uh, we have a arrangement with uh, a neighbor who's a, a large commercial laundry. Um, And we sell them steam for their process so they don't have to burn natural gas in their boilers. It gives them about a 90% reduction in their greenhouse gas footprint.
0: And how many of these do you have around the country, Jim? So we we currently operate 14. 14. And I know you're based in Baltimore. And uh, uh, what are some of the locations?
5: We have uh, uh, three in Massachusetts, one in New Hampshire, two in Connecticut, uh, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, uh, Virginia, and Florida
0: all right uh, Jim Connolly thank you very much for for coming in and, and talking with us we know uh, uh, what this um, former wheel Braider does uh, and 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 uh, what we um, what we benefited from it and why we liked it so much uh, before and now we're we'll coming go ahead I guess we'll find out why some folks uh, have fallen out of love with it I guess uh, Jim thank you very much for for joining us and and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend thank you take care all right Okay, let's get back to Courtney Williams now. Courtney, how are you? Hi. i oh, you listen, I'm good. You listen to Jim there. I mean, listen, it, it you know, it sounds uh, it all sounds pretty good. I mean, it, you know, I mean, uh, as opposed to burying it, you know, we're doing a lot of stuff and, uh, and and taking, you know, we're not transporting the trash and we're it's it's water vapor and so what's the problem?
2: So, I mean, I think Jim did a good job of greenwashing um, the whole yeah. facility. So, basically, taking something that is not green, is not renewable, is not clean, and making it seem that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he didn't want to call it an incinerator. He wanted to call it, you know, whatever jargon they've come up with to avoid uh, saying what it is. Um, but you it, know, bur- it, it burns it, the
0: garbage. I mean, it does
2: burn yeah. the garbage. And, It doesn't go away. You know, he was saying how we're saving, taking it to a landfill. A third of the weight of the trash that they burned is turned into highly toxic ash that needs to get trucked to a landfill. Our Peekskill ash goes to Putnam, Connecticut. That community doesn't want it. They're fighting it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, they put out a press release all about how fabulous it is. That over 20 million tons of waste was converted to clean renewable energy, but in reality, 20 million tons of waste was converted into 10 million tons of highly toxic ash. Okay, and, and uh, all
0: right, you're, you're starting to break up a little bit, but we're we're hearing you reasonably well. Uh, let me, let me ask you this, though, Courtney. Uh, I mean, what do you do with the trash otherwise? I mean, if you shut this thing down, you what? Know, well, we got a we're going to be staring at a mountain of trash, or we got to cart it. Uh, God knows where, to a landfill somewhere?
2: Well, that's where Jim is setting it up as a false choice. It is not a choice between burning it and burying it. We have other solutions, zero waste solutions, where we just don't generate garbage in the first place. Uh, Westchester just rolled out a food scraps recycling to compost that stuff and turn it into soil. Um, You know, so it's It behooves Wheelabrator to make us all think that we need them, that we need to burn it. We don't.
0: And and the truth is, if we didn't have all our food wrapped in plastic and styrofoam and little, you know, doohickeys and plastic this and that, um, the steam probably would be pretty benign, wouldn't it?
2: Well, that's the thing is, like, I kind of tell people, if your kids were at a campfire making s'mores, would you burn plastic? For them to roast their marshmallow? Yeah. And the answer is no, because so, that so, stuff is not good for us to breathe.
0: So in, and, in, in some in some respects, it's it's kind of our fault because that's what we're putting in the trash, right?
2: Exactly. All right. Um, and so I try to tell people, I'm like, when you're going to put something in the garbage, know that my kids are going to breathe it. So if you can not buy it in the first place, if you can recycle it, if you can reuse it, you're helping us. You're helping the, the Hudson Valley and its air quality by diverting that
0: from now, the incinerator. Now, the, the, the stuff that's coming out of uh, uh, of the, um, uh, we'll call it the wheel abrator because that's what we know it as, uh, coming out of the stack there, That's uh, the, that you're worried about is dioxin and uh, PCBs. Am I correct?
2: Yep. So there's all kinds of lead, mercury, benzopyrene. Particulate matter, um, you know. He's try- Jim telling us that it's water vapor. Right. I'm like, come on, guy! You don't get two million pounds of nitrogen oxides a year from just steam. Okay, so there what? What way more w- than steam coming out of there? What it is what, the number? What one are the levels? What are air the air levels, leak.
0: Courtney? Because it, because it seems to me that he's suggesting that the levels are within uh, federal standards.
2: Yes, and that is the key. So. I'm, I'll put on my um, cancer researcher hat. I have a PhD in molecular biology. I have read the studies. It is very clear from numerous high-quality scientific studies that even our ambient air quality standards are, are hurting our health. It is so you know these standards were put in place, and things are most definitely better from uh, the time when Pete Seeger was working to shut down the landfill in Croton. Yeah. But we now know that even the levels of pollution that the EPA deems acceptable are not healthy. And right. they are harming our health.
0: Okay. So, well, well, the, so the standards the standards that are not exceeded aren't high enough, is what you're saying, or aren't exactly. low enough. So
2: just okay. because it's legal doesn't mean it's healthy.
0: Oh, well, we've heard that before. We heard it listen uh um let's bring in katherine uh bank Bein- uh bind um katherine you there yes i uh, did i i i think i butchered your last name what katherine what, what,
7: what? buying Castner.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I left out a t in there caster or s of a T. t kastner um, yeah right
6: yeah
0: ulster okay. county resource recovery agency and you, you you've been listening to you le- heard jim and you heard uh, you hear what Courtney's saying. Um, well, you know, you're you're in this area. You breathe that air, and you also are involved in resource recovery. What's your take on this?
7: Right. Well, I think the incineration process is pretty old technology, and I think um, the lady is right that we're putting a lot of stuff into the air, even though there are in- increasing. The scrubbers, and trying to make it less, it's still there. And it's um, there's newer technology that's coming along, but it's not advanced enough that any of our counties could even afford it. Yeah. I'm sort of hoping that we could get DEC. There's a, a part of um, the government called NYSERDA, New York State Energy Research and Development Corporation. Right, right, right. And I'm sort of hoping that we could get together, like, Three, four, or five, six counties in the Hudson Valley, and we could lobby them to actually let us set up a demonstration product project with newer technologies. For instance, um, Westinghouse has got this new thing; it's like a lightning bolt, and when it hits the waste, it turns everything into a plasma, like a gas, and then you can extract certain things, like you could get hydrogen out of it. That's a commodity.
0: That's quite a bit of money. Wow, it's, it's, so, it's that's science fiction stuff. But then again, you so, listen, listen. I'm telling you, back in the in the mid '80s, because I was here, I mean, the uh, braider was like, oh, what a great idea, right, you know. So right. I mean, you know, eventually you do something, and eventually the downside rezeal, reveals itself. Um, exactly,
7: uh, that's know. true, and the, that's what happens. You, we we find something, we try it, and then we discover, oh, there's better ways, or there's a problem with it or whatever. Um,
0: Catherine, Catherine, Courtney, let me ask ask you both this. Um, uh, It's got eight years left on the contract. Uh, What should we be doing?
7: Well, immediately what everybody could be doing would be reducing their waste stream. I was just reading yesterday a document we were preparing. 33% of the garbage of our solid waste this is in new york state as a whole but it's a it's an average 33% is paper 23% is organics now if we all thought about it carefully and we took out our paper instead of putting it in the trash and we recycled it then that that takes a huge amount right out of what what our county is actually putting on trucks and sending 250 miles to a landfill near Syracuse.
0: Well, I, I think a lot of our and, communities are, are already, uh, you know, recycling paper. Uh, am I, am I, but uh, not
7: to the extent they could. All right. That's uh, the tricky part. And the other thing is um, because they're not aware of how much actually gets thrown away and into the trash. The other thing is the food waste is phenomenal. We used to get at our facility here in Kingston – Lots of food waste from um, from Westchester because we were bringing it in to make compost. Compost isn't a soil, by the way. Compost is an amendment to the soil. Mm-hmm. But you make compost by mixing food waste together with yard waste, grinding it up and um, turning it and mixing it. And um, it takes maybe five or six months to get a nice pile of compost. But we have um, food waste coming in all the time. All right. We have yard waste coming in all the time. We make this fabulous compost. So, so you now the citizens are getting it to put in their gardens.
0: Yeah. So you're saying you're saying cut the waste stream is the main thing, but um,
7: that's well, the best we can do right now.
0: Okay. I, I, I mean, um, let me uh, uh, let me ask you, Catherine, what Do you you think that's the, the that's the way out, or or is, do we have to do more? Are we ever going to get rid of the gra- garbage?
7: Well, that's that's. Hardly on the way to zero waste, which I know is a concept. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably never really get to zero waste. But that's the idea is to do more and more so that we have less and less into the waste stream. But we are going to always have something that has to be trashed or burned or turned into um, something else or so, moved wh- somewhere else. We're so- never going to get to down to zero waste. Got it. Got it. It's so, a great concept.
0: So I want you both to think about what do we do? With that facility, uh, in the eight years that uh, that it's still supposed to operate, do we wait the eight years? Do we, uh, you know, try to shut it down sooner? Do we come up with another thing? Do we try to fix it up? What do we do? And uh, after the break, uh, we're going to bring in Mana Joe Green uh, from um, Riverkeeper, and she's going to uh, react to uh, what we've been saying so far. And uh, and we're going to go to the break with another wheel song for the thing that used to be called the Wheel of Hymn of the Big Wheel. This is Massive Attack. And this is Tough Times with Lou Young. Uh, I'm Lou Young, WRCR, wrcr WRCR.com.
8: On its
6: axis
8: one man struggle while another relaxes. We sang about the sun and danced among the trees. And we listened to the whisper of the city on the breeze. Will you cry the most in a lead-free zone? Down within the shadows where the factories grow on the surface of the They build another town And so the green Come tumbling down Yes, close your eyes And hold me tight And I'll show you sunset Sometime again The big wheel Keeps on turning On a simple line D by D The earth spins on its axis, one man's struggle, while
5: another relaxes. With local news, local traffic, and local weather, if you like local, you'll love AM1700WRCR and WRCR.com. W-R-C-R.
1: Weather. For tonight. Showers and thunderstorms likely, mainly before midnight. Otherwise cloudy, then gradually becoming partly cloudy with a low around 46 degrees. For Sunday, a 20% chance of showers after 2 p.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 58. For Sunday night, cloudy during the early evening, then gradual clearing with a low around 35. For Monday, sunny with a high near 57 degrees, Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 56. For Wednesday, rain likely after 2 p.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 50. And for Thursday, rain likely, chance of rain 60%, otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 57. That's the weather forecast. For WRCR, I'm Kevin Thomas.
9: Up to the minute weather information is always available on the WRCR website. Day or night when you want the weather, check our website at wrcr.com.
2: And the current temperature is 57 degrees.
0: On the cusp of spring. Or maybe it's here. Is it here, Kevin?
1: Uh, The cusp of spring, it's tomorrow.
0: Oh, it's tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well. We're on the cusp then, all right? Uh, This is Lou Young, Tough Times with Lou Young, WRCR, WRCR WRCR.com, and we're talking trash, right? Burn it, bury it, stop making so much of it. What to do? We've got this incinerator over in Peekskill, uh, or trash-burning resource generator or whatever they want to call it. used to be called the wheel-abraider, but now it's called something else uh it's called wind waste innovations uh listen we make garbage We got to do something with it right so we can't be acting like this is somebody else's problem this is our problem we're causing it you know it's like when you're when you get stuck in traffic and don't realize that you are the traffic <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's bring mana joe green on she's from a river keeper manager how are you
10: I you just want to be clear I'm from Clearwater. Has oh, to Clearwater.
0: Oh gosh. Yes. You know, you know how many times I've done that and 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 uh, but you guys get along, right? I mean it's not it's not an insult, is it?
10: No, it's it's uh we all get along uh, the three sisters. <laughs> Uh, Clearwater Riverkeeper and Cena cutson we get along very well. We don't always agree 100%,
6: yeah.
10: but I'd say 95%. <laughs>
11: yeah,
0: you know, Kevin, that would be something to imagine, right? A, kind of like a, a rumble along the wharves between Riverkeeper and,
11: uh, and
0: Clearwater. What they would, uh, <laughs> it's
1: a new, newfangled <laughs> never, west side school. They, be, beat each other
0: with an, with environmental tools or something? I don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> At standing by, too, we've got uh, Dr. Courtney Williams. Uh, uh, Courtney, you still there?
2: i'm here
0: okay and we've got uh catherine um uh beincaster
3: you know i
0: got it that time uh from ulster county and uh you know we're we're all chatting about uh about what we do with the trash Uh, now listen the the urgency of this um may pale compared to some other things. I don't know. I mean, we've got eight years left on it. Can we wait eight years to find another solution, or do we need to do something sooner? What do you think?
10: Well, um, I think now is the time to put the infrastructure in place so that if we can get it in place in five years, it can get shut down even sooner, Um, but definitely by eight years. Up in Ulster County, We're facing the possible closure of Seneca Meadows, where at the cost of $9 million a year, we export a lot of our trash, that which we can't right now uh, reduce, reuse, or recycle. But we are actively planning to put a system in place that will achieve 80 to 90% waste diversion. And we're doing it in a very cooperative way that includes the Ulster County Resource Recovery Agency, uh, the legislature, Department of Environment, the Recycling Oversight Committee, and community experts. So um, our goal is to massively reduce the waste stream so that any landfill that is sited here in Ulster County to avoid that transportation and and exporting our dollars uh, it, any any landfill will be less toxic, less onerous, and will actually be considered a community asset.
0: So you, what are you still using landfills in Ulster? I mean, you're shipping we're, it off to so other.
10: We're ex- exporting. Exporting. We're exporting, and we've been exporting for uh, about 20 years at the tune of eight to nine million dollars a year.
0: And and who are the, uh, who are the lucky recipients of your trash?
10: Seneca Meadows, about 250 miles to the uh, west of Ulster County.
0: All right, I remember many years ago, back in New York City, uh, uh, R- Rudy Giuliani, who was still, you know, somewhat respected, and uh, he said something along the lines of, um, we, "We, you know, we've got plenty of." <laughs> room to bury stuff out West. And I don't think that went over too well. You know, nobody wants, nobody wants your trash and, and why are you making so much of it? That's, that's, that's the, the whole point. Um, is that the answer, uh, uh, group? I mean, we're, we're talking about cutting back and, and, and how do we do that without the cooperation of the people who, uh, uh, sell and wrap our food and, and, and the things we buy?
2: Yeah, I, I was, so Mana and I work together on a lot of different stuff. And we are completely agreement in not dumping our undesirable stuff on other communities. And that drives a lot of the work that we do. Um, and I think one thing, you know, even if you don't care if kids get asthma, even if you don't care if people are having heart attacks from the air pollution, uh, incineration is more expensive than landfilling. And remember, landfill versus incineration is a false choice. But if you just care about money, incineration is more expensive. But also, the average age at which an incinerator is retired is 23 years in this country. They generally are closed after 23 years. If Wheelabrator Peak Skill finishes out its current contract, it will be Tied for the oldest incinerator in the country. It's already in its 30s. So just as a matter of fact, it's not going to be around forever.
6: Right. And
2: what we didn't get to ask, Jim, was they recently had, um, had some maintenance issues. Mm-hmm. And the plant got extremely loud. It was heard all around the area. From, I was getting people contacting me from Rockland. So it's yeah. not like this is gonna be there forever and work forever well in in fair, in, in, fact, in,
0: in, in fairness to jim he's not he's not from the plant he's from the overall company and uh we you know so uh we can we, we'll try to get somebody from the uh from the from the actual plant next time uh we we do that uh the the truth is uh, People understand there's a downside to everything. There's a downside to everything. I mean, downside to electric cars. There's a downside to hydropower. There's a downside to, I mean, everything we do um, is not a silver bullet. So uh, uh, we have to keep that in mind. And uh, th- this is garbage that we generate, you know, uh, a power that we demand, uh, cars that we drive. Uh, this is not somebody else's issue. So I think, you know, we ha- we need to be cognizant of it. That's all I'm saying.
2: No, I'm cognizant, I'm breathing it.
6: Whatever (laughs) you
2: throw away in Westchester, I breathe it. I am most definitely cognizant. Um, But my point being, even if you don't care about the health and environmental impacts, this incinerator is not gonna be operating forever. And we need to work now to put the alternatives in place. And Westchester needs to do what Ulster is doing and basically undertake this massive effort to reduce our waste and to divert as much as we can, but really just go down to not producing it. And there are efforts underway right now, you know, at our county level, we're working on food scraps mm-hmm. recycling, but at the state level, there are efforts. There's um, a, uh, something called Extended Produce Responsibility. Mm-hmm. And the idea is to try and charge, make companies responsible for so the garbage like the entire life cycle of their product yeah you like you, but like everything.
0: You, you sell and, it you, you you uh you own it uh, you kind of own it until it's uh, disposed of sort and of, the
2: idea yeah. right the idea is that by passing that cost like right now we are paying the cost because we need to pay to burn it or bury it we need to get sick from breathing it or that We need to deal with the climate impacts of it rotting in a landfill or whatever. So the idea is if we pass that cost that we're currently bearing onto these producers, they'll be more likely to be responsible. Because right now, yeah. we are paying that cost with our health and with our future and with uh, with our dollars. Well, uh, and there's well, well, we'll, we'll, pay,
0: we'll pay anyway, Courtney, because if you pass it on to them, they're going to charge more. I mean, Thomas to be honest. Turtle. Yeah.
2: Well, because if you know, if they can just get around, there's going to be a, a, we, people, it's supply and demand, right? Yes. So if they jack up the cost of whatever widget, people are not going to buy it. They're not going to pay for it at some point. They're going to have to account for it. And there are efforts afoot in New York State. The current bill that's out there is not great. Um, and as always, it's better to just never produce it than to try and recycle it or whatever but um that effort is underway there are solutions in place it's just that you know right now uh literally instead of having to look at our piles of trash at croton point park we are burning it just a few miles up the river and instead of it turning into piles of garbage it's turning into smoke and pollution and people don't see the kids with asthma People right. don't see the people with COPD being infirm because of the air pollution. All right. But and, it's and still there.
0: It's still there. You're absolutely right, and I'm so glad uh, and grateful, Courtney, that you brought this up and got us thinking about it. Because I, you know, I tell you know what, I I live in Westchester. I wasn't thinking about where the garbage was going. Uh, you know, they, they they I separate it and all that, and they take it away, and 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 I'm done with it. Uh, i mm-hmm. didn't realize it was all getting burned uh it was you know uh let's let's also remember though that that's not smoke coming out of there that's it's it's so it's, it's, uh steam or water vapor but it's got some stuff in it that we don't want in it it's got like the, the when when the plastics uh, uh are, are incinerated uh that that get mixed up with the trash they you get pcbs and you get uh, dioxins in there that's yeah, correct. so it's like. It's yeah. like
2: uh, two million pounds of nitrogen oxide, or mm-hmm. two hundred and fifty thousand pounds
0: of sulfur dioxide, or uh, if if seven pounds
2: yeah. of lead in it, that "quote unquote" steam.
0: If we could, uh, if we could not burn that stuff, I mean, I, I suppose it wouldn't be that 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 uh, that bad a deal. But uh, I, I don't know that we can. In any event, we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, uh, you, you, anybody else uh, on the line here want to want to weigh in before we go? What? I absolutely what? do. What? Moon, okay,
10: all right. <laughs> can, I, can I say something important? Sure,
0: absolutely, yes.
10: Um, when mixed garbage goes to an incinerator, there are a lot of things in there that don't burn. So you actually have to add fuel to create the combustion. Uh. Uh, for example, uh, garbage can be very wet. Construction and demolition debris should never go uh, into an incinerator. Yeah, Drywall is really re- bad,
6: right?
10: Exactly, it can be recycled. Uh, food waste, wood waste, organics—all of this can be kept out. But it's not kept out, and as a result, um, the moisture uh, and, and lower and and the fact that it's hard to burn lowers the temperature, and you either have to add m- more fuel. To create the combustion, but even if you do, it's incomplete combustion, and that's where you get the dioxins and the furans and and the uh, carcinogenic and and other uh, forms of pollution coming out. Thank so, you. Not as simple
0: I, as it seems, is it?
10: Well, but diverting those materials, mattresses, we can recycle mattresses. We just have to keep them out of. Uh, what I consider to be the residual waste stream, those are uh, materials that can be dismantled got and it. recycled.
0: Uh, right, and and okay, there's okay.
10: a whole long list uh, of okay. what can be diverted.
0: Manager, thank you. I mean, I, I, that's that's something we got to think about, the stuff you got to put in there to get it to burn. Um, Catherine, you were about to say something earlier, too.
7: Yeah, I wanted to point out that um, probably the, the worst thing is plastics. People don't realize when we go to the grocery store and we buy all those vegetables and fruits mm-hmm. and stuff wrapped in those little plastic boxes. None of those can be recycled. And you know, remember back when um, McDonald's sold their um, burgers in like um, some sort of styrofoam-like package. Mm-hmm. Now, now you go there and it's in a little cardboard box. Yeah and you know it, it can be changed but it was going to require pressure from the public and pressure from agencies to get the packaging changed and that's absolutely critical but also people don't understand that so many plastics are not recyclable probably 80 yeah. percent of the plastic materials we have are not recyclable. black plastic yeah is recyclable uh, yeah. people don't realize this we have to do better at educating everyone and what can go into the waste stream successfully in terms of the, the recycling, and what can't. But as I said before, paper is critical. Thirty-three percent of the waste is paper.
6: So and separated, if it's clean folks. Clean paper.
7: Separate that out. I noticed uh, even my I tend to put um, mm. old mail into the waste because I don't I don't want it suddenly turning up that someone yeah. found something like that. I got. And now I realize no. Tear it up, yeah. shred it, or Shredded. put it into and then, the, and, and, into and then the recycle. That's,
0: I, I've been doing that too, ex- except yep. when I get lazy and then I, I guess I'm. Uh, uh... All right, listen, we're gonna uh, gonna bring in a caller here real quick before we go to a break. And uh, who's on the line there?
12: Hi, my name is Terry. I live a half mile from uh, Peakskill, mm-hmm. and I um, uh, want I I when I first moved in, and for many years I used to uh, hang out my laundry outdoors Mm -hmm. uh, to save energy and to smell nice and fresh, but in more recent years I've been noticing uh, after doing yard work outdoors, I come in and I have all these tiny little black particles all over over my face, and I'm thinking uh, after I, I attended a presentation by Courtney on Zoom, a thing called sustainable uh, Sundays uh, on, on this topic, that maybe it's from this uh, waste to energy um, plant, and I haven't been hanging out my laundry in a number of years because you know I don't want it to get dirty all all over again. Yeah,
0: what's that? And, what's that song that uh, Simon and Garfunkel of My Little Town, my mom doing her laundry, hanging out shirts in the dirty breeze.
12: Well, um, <laughs> and actually, um, Courtney, in this, in the, in, and your show has already covered. Uh, Several of the points I wanted to make, but in terms of uh, this waste energy plant um, being being old and, and already over the the uh, average retirement age of, of of these facilities, I remember her saying in her presentation that uh, that this facility is having these uh, these maintenance issues, and when this happens. Um, they tend not to use their scrubbers, yeah. so the emissions get even worse. You know, which is really uh, reprehensible for you know everybody in the area and and Westchester. And this this facility contributes a major part of air pollution to to the area. Terry, so. th- th-
0: thank you for calling. I appreciate it. I I, I appreciate Catherine uh, uh, uh Oh Christ! Uh <laughs> Kefner.
7: <Byn-Kaffner. Byn-Kaffner.
0: laughs> You know, I used to talk for a living. For God's sakes, uh, and at the, from Ulster County. Thank you so much for for being here, and uh, uh, and uh, uh, John Connolly from uh, from uh, uh, from the management company of the uh, the incinerator, and uh, we um, and uh, Courtney Courtney Williams and Manajo, uh, Joe. How are you? Uh, so guys? Thank you.
10: And it really isn't garbage till you mix it all together. It really isn't garbage till you throw it away. Just separate your paper, plastic, compost, glass, and metal, and then you get to use it all another day.
6: Ah,
0: the wisdom and rhyming wisdom of <laughs> Joe Green. All right, thank you very much. And as we as we uh, as we segue over to uh, what would the world would be like if that were true, uh, here's a uh, paradise with John Prine.
13: When I was a child the family would travel Down in western Kentucky Where my parents were born And there's a backwards old town That's often remembered So many times That my memories are warm Daddy won't you take me back To Newdenburg Camp, Down by the Green River Where paradise But I'm sorry my son but you too late in asking. Mr. Peabody's cold train Is hauled it way Well, sometimes we travel right down the Green River to the abandoned old prison down by Agua Hill where well, the air smell like snakes we'd shoot with our pistols, but empty pop bottles was all we would kill Daddy, won't you take me back to Bloomberg again Down by the Green River where fear paradise lay Well, I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late to ask Mr. Peabody's
6: cold trains are all day away
13: With the world's largest with with torch tortured the timber And it's spent all the land Well, then they for the coal Till the land was forsaken the And then they wrote it all down As the progress man. Daddy, won't you take me back To Moominburg County
6: Down by the Green River Where paradise lay
13: Well, I'm sorry, my son but you're too late, last And lasting. Mr. Peabody's cold train is a holiday way. Mm-hmm. When I dial it, my. Float down the green river, let my soul roll on up to the Rochester thing. I'll be halfway to heaven with paradise waiting, just five miles away from wherever I am. And daddy, won't you take me back to New Liverpool? Down by the Green River, we're a third house away. Well, I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late to ask Mr. Peabody's co-train is a haunted, big way. Mr. Peabody's co-train is a haunted, way. Mr. Peabody's co-train is a haunted, <laughs>
0: Mean old Mr. Peabody. I don't know if he's mean. He just, just wanted to make his money. Hole and coal away from Muhlenberg County and lost paradise. That's John Prine. Um, All right, you know, uh, about this time every week, we, we let, uh, let, we beg, we implore <laughs> Kevin Thomas to tell us a story because he, he gravitates to the good. And it's not always profound good. Sometimes it's just, you know. It's just. Just good. Just good. Just good. All yeah. right. So, so, Kevin, tell us a story.
1: Yeah, sure. So, uh, we're going to go to Chaffee County, Colorado for this one. And uh, so, a skier and a snowboarder, uh, and actually this happened last week, uh, had survived an avalanche in the backcountry area. Uh, southwest of Monarch Pass in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I guess uh, the skier uh, actually triggered an avalanche, and uh, then it washed over, if you will, the snowboarder. Now, here's the thing. They were traveling with a dog. And uh, now, luckily for the skier and the snowboarder, they were able to locate them, but they could not locate the dog. And it wasn't until a few days later that they found the dog, just walking on uh, some of the trails out there.
0: (laughs) All right, the dog got away. Dog didn't find a dog in a bar, you know, uh, having a having a beer, going, "Whew, that was close."
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there you go. It'll drive you to drink. So let me.
0: (laughs) So these people in Colorado lost their dog and they found it. That's the story, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean.
0: It, hey, at you least, do look on the bright side uh, don't yeah,
1: you? yeah at least it's at least <laughs> it's a happy ending to the story
0: <laughs> kevin i love you buddy i love you all right um we're going to um do something here now uh before we go to break uh and, and again i want to thank all our guests who who, who spoke with us uh, we had a, a lovely hour talking about uh, trash talking trash and um <laughs> we'll be back uh after the uh, break with um Reverend Billy in the Church of Stop Shopping. He's going to be talking. It's titled uh, "The Earth Assassinates Putin," uh, but as you well know, with Reverend Billy, the title and the content may only have a uh, a glancing similarity. Uh, so we're going to uh, we're going to end up the uh, uh, this segment by playing our theme song in its entirety because we always listen to a clip of it. And uh, this is from uh, Steel Wheels, the Rolling Stones, Steel Wheels album, The Rolling Stones, uh, Between a Rock and a Hard Place.
5: 1700 W.R.C.R. Haverstraw.
1: Weather. For tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely mainly before midnight, otherwise cloudy then gradually becoming partly cloudy with a low around 46 degrees. For Sunday, a 20% chance of showers after 2 p.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 58 for Sunday night, cloudy during the early evening then gradual clearing with the low around 35. For Monday, sunny with a high near 57 degrees. Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 56. For Wednesday, rain likely after 2 p.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 50. And for Thursday, rain likely, chance of rain 60%, otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 57. That's the weather forecast. For WRCR, I'm Kevin Thomas.
9: Up to the minute weather information is always available on the WRCR website. Day or night when you want the weather, check our website at wrcr.com. And the current
2: temperature is 60 degrees. Ah, the
0: stones (laughs) are back. They're still jamming. It's uh, Lou Young. Tough times with Lou Young here. Uh, We're talking about the environment. We've been on the uh, air since one o'clock, uh, last hour or so, and, uh, talking about trash and incinerators. Uh, we want to change the pace a little bit here. Uh, the invasion of Ukraine, uh, continues to hold our attention. I mean, you, you can't look away. It's a horror, uh, and not unlike other horrors, uh, that have happened in Yemen and Syria and, uh, uh, Yemen and Syria and other places recently, but one that is televised and we are creatures of, uh, of what we see on television or uh, we react to it. Uh, it's been going on a month now, and do you wonder about yourself and, and the rest of us that maybe it starts to sound like old news because I've seen buildings blow up before, and I'm, I mean, can we get used to this level of brutality? Can we become numb to that? Is that the danger? I mean, it took Nazi Germany a month to conquer Poland at the start of World War II, um, uh, thankfully, The Russians seem uh, a lot less competent than the Wehrmacht of the uh, Third Reich was, Uh, so uh, we have that to to be thankful for. Um, And then there's the slow-motion crisis of the environment. Hard to hold our attention because moment-to-moment things don't look different. They look the same, Uh, yet we keep getting warned or being warned about the tipping point. The point at which we reach uh, some place in this uh, in this warming of our globe that uh, in which we can't reverse it and it cascades uh, into a, a whole different environment. In any event, uh, that brings us to the good Reverend Reverend Billy Reverend Bill Talon and the Church of Stop Shopping Savitri D, uh, uh, who is the director of that. We'll do the uh, news from the natural world and uh, this week. Uh, it is called um, The Earth Assassinates Putin. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's go to church.
14: From where I'm standing, what is the straightest line to the earth? What is the straightest line to defending the earth. What is the straightest line to laying my hands on an object that is a threat to the earth? Turning the blade, the toxin, the bullet away from the earth? For more, I'm standing here inside 10 million people. How far are my hands from doing a good thing for the earth? What is the straightest line to touching, turning, waving, and waving, pushing and shouting, stopping the violence against the earth. What is the straightest line to the earth? How close the line to the the earth? Is the earth waiting for me? It's
11: not for sale. It's 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 not for sale. It's, it's not, not for sale. sale. I'm telling you democracy is not for sale. Not for sale. Not for sale. I'm telling you democracy is not for sale. Burning with the justice ghost. The justice ghost. Justice in my hand. In, in, in my feet. Justice in
3: my Welcome to
14: Earth Riot Radio. I'm Reverend Billy here it's at the Earth Church. I'm feeling it. I get feeling feel it? All over me. All over sale.
11: me. Not All over I'm me. i my neighborhood is not for sale. Burning with the justice gold. The justice gold. Justice in my hand. Justice in my feet. Justice in my, justice goes. Justice justice goes. Goes. In my heart. It's all over me. Justice in my hand. Justice in my feet. Justice in my heart. It's all over me. in my
14: So we gathered in our Earth Church, an abandoned Capital One Bank Branch on East 3rd Street at Low East Side Avenue in the East Village, Lower East Side, lots of Easts here, and we're on our way to the East River Park. That's what we're gathering to talk about. They are, we have a tip-off, chainsawing trees today in the park might get 50 or 60 or 70 trees downed today, but we hope to resist resist that execution. They have uh, downed about 500 trees so far. They have hundreds of trees to go in their slaughtering of this forest, this 57-acre park. And the only reason it's happening is because it's surrounded by people that, who don't have money. If it was a park like Central Park or Prospect Park that was surrounded by wealthy people, they would have a conservancy, they would have socialites, they would have people defending the park. But this, this park is vulnerable to the real estate industry that runs this city and I'm starting to get upset. Anyway, we got dressed there, very bright clothing a part of our strategy we're dressed like angry fish and sunrises and Ukrainian flags and we start walking out towards the park over the bridge over the FDR Expressway descending into the park singing the song earth hallelujah earth that we plan to sing today and we can see right away that we're on time the Sun is just coming up we're early Things are starting to warm up. There's three pickup trucks there with workers in them, chainsaws in the back. And we go down there and get between the trees and the workers. And then we face the trees. And we ask the trees for the power to do what we hope to do. May we sing a song that blows the teeth off the chainsaws. Please be with us. That music that you make. With your leaves etching the wind, making that beautiful music. May that come into our singing today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we start up our song again and we face we face the trucks again and the workers and mother some police now. Some police have joined them. There are about 30 of us. Very brightly colored. And we're singing the Earth Alluia chorus. Earth Alluia. And then suddenly one of the workers starts a chainsaw. Ooh, the sound of that chainsaw. The sound of gasoline powered violence. Yikes. May we ban those machines. Earth Alluia. And the police are coming towards us. And another one of them shouts at us, "You've done your bit. You've got your photo op. Now go home." No, no. We're here for the duration. Earth, aliyah, We're we're gonna take the hit for the trees. And something's happening though, as we repeat and repeat and repeat the song, the Earth, looking into the eyes of the workers. And the eyes of the cops, and the people with the saws, and the people with the guns. Hallelujah. We're changing.
11: We're changing. Hallelujah. For sale, not for sale, not for sale. I'm telling you, imagination's not for sale. Burning with the justice school. All over me. Oh, oh, ah, burning, burning. Yeah, oh. uh, so, like yeah. yeah, I'm <coughs> not a ghost. I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. I'm a ghost. i Justice. I'm a I'm a I'm a i i i i i i i i Hello. with burning with the burning with the with the
15: Welcome to News from the Natural World, I'm Savitri D. Two factors that play a key role in climate change, increased climate warming and elevated ozone levels, appear to have detrimental effects on soybean plant roots, their relationship with symbiotic microorganisms in the soil, and the way the plants sequester carbon. This research shows few changes to the plant shoots above ground but some distressing results underground, including an increased inability to hold carbon that instead gets released into the atmosphere as a greenhouse gas. The wreckage of the container ship Express Pearl continues to threaten coastal waters in Sri Lanka. The Express Pearl was carrying 1,486 containers and burned for two weeks. It then sunk in early June, causing one of Sri Lanka's greatest environmental disasters. Toxins released from the ship have killed 176 turtles. 20 dolphins and four whales. Local communities entirely dependent on fishing for their livelihoods have been ordered not to fish. Now the environment faces the threat of an oil spill, which authorities with international assistance are desperately trying to contain. Firearm purchases and firearm violence surged dramatically during the first five months of the COVID-19 pandemic. From March through July 2020, an estimated 4.3 million more background checks for firearm purchases occurred nationwide than would have ordinarily, an 85% increase. The total number of firearm purchases during this period was 9.3 million. From April through July 2020, there was a 27% increase in interpersonal personal firearm injuries, which includes firearm homicides or non-fatal firearm assault injuries. This is approximately 4,075 more injuries than would be expected for the period. Firearm violence is a significant public health problem in the United States. It is among America's leading causes of death and disability and has profound adverse social, psychological and economic effects. The authors of this study found that states where firearm purchases went up the most showed the largest increases in firearm injuries from domestic violence. While humans and other animals continue to grapple with COVID-19, a new epidemic seems to have hit multiple bird species in North America. Across the United States, people have been finding dead birds. The birds appear to have been hit by a wave of mysterious illnesses since April. Ornithologists say the dead or alien aviators tend to have swollen eyes, as well as neurological issues that seem to be causing the birds to lose balance. They now think that multiple bird species have been contracting an odd illness for two months and the illness has spread across the Midwest regions of the U.S. and into the state of Indiana. The United States Geological Survey published a report on the mysterious bird deaths in early June. Details remain hazy, but experts are trying to trace the epidemic back to its origins. Some think it could be associated with brood X cicada population. Others suspect an emerging virus. The numbers of sick birds have fallen in the past two weeks, but scientists urge people not to engage or feed the birds until more is known. now the sounds of extinction the kawaii bird the kawaii is included in the extinct genus of the oos the moho within the extinct family mohedai from the islands of hawaii it was previously regarded as a member of the australopacific honey eaters the bird was endemic to the island of Kauai. It was the last surviving member of the Mohadai, which had originated over 15 to 20 million years prior during the Miocene, with the kawai'o's extinction marking the only extinction of an entire avian family in modern times. The bird was among the smallest of the Hawaiian o'o's, if not the smallest at just 7.9 inches in length. The head, wings, and tail were black. The rest of the upper parts were slaty brown. The throat and breast was black with white barring, and the central tail feathers were long, and there was a small tuft of gray feathers under the base of the wing. It was the only O known to have eyes with yellow irises. Like other honey eaters, it had a sharp, slightly curved bill for sampling nectar. Its favorite nectar sources were Lobelia species and the Ohia Lihau tree. The species was additionally observed foraging in Lapa Lapa trees. It also ate small invertebrates and fruit. The bird was a cavity nester in the thickly forested canyons of Kauai. The species may have become extinct from a large range of problems, Polynesian rats, pigs, and mosquito-transmitted diseases. The final blow was two hurricanes coming within ten years of each other. They destroyed many of the old trees with cavities and prohibited tree growth when the second hurricane arrived, causing the species to disappear. The bird was last sighted in 1985. And here, the sounds of the kawaiyo bird.
3: I see peace hit the talking heads like amazing facial ticks. I see orangutans debating the mahogany loggers. I got to be surreal sometimes to understand. I see the plain truth rising like a 50s Japanese lizard. I see rec rooms devour Rupert Murdoch in front of his sons. I got to be exorcised sometimes to understand. I see new drug laws that give prosecutors no time to play with. I see the fine print open like a prison door. I got to be impossible sometimes to understand. I got to be surreal. I got to be exorcised. I got to be impossible sometimes to understand. You see, the Starbucks mermaid got her nipples back. You see, fake bohemianism swallowed by your sidewalks. You got to be surreal sometimes to understand. You see, the stock exchange paying for itself for once. You see, the CEO cannot cash his welfare check. You got to be exorcised sometimes to understand, to understand, to understand, to understand.
14: And now our Earth Riot interview of the week, Medea Benjamin and Ty Gaberry. These are globetrotting activists for peace. They connect peace activists in many different cultures And they are certainly an inspiration to the church of Stop Shopping, Medea and Tig. Here we go. You are peace activists who um, uh, now hears this war that everybody knows about. Everybody knows about it. Everybody's talking about it. Um, I'm just interested to know um, how how you feel about about suddenly this one war blows up and becomes everybody's conversation. After the last 31 wars, which you protested, uh, many of them remained remained um, out of sight, out of mind.
16: So what's that like? You know, for myself, this is not speaking for Medea or Code Pink, myself, I've just seen so many places where people have had to run away from war zones Mm
6: -hmm. and
16: uh not been welcomed into countries or europe inviting people in uh and it just it just saddens me it saddens me greatly so we have been
17: trying to get the world to care about yemen now for seven years and saying that it's the largest catastrophe you know it's a it's already an extremely poor country and has been bombed and bombed and bombed with U.S. bombs uh, continually. And the media pays virtually no attention to it. And then we have the situation in Afghanistan where, you know, went on for 20 years and now the U.S. stealing $7 billion of Afghan money, allowing the economy to just collapse uh, and people literally starving. So we have been trying to get the world to care about Yemen now for seven years. And saying that it's the largest catastrophe, you know, it's it's already an extremely poor country and has been bombed and bombed and bombed with US bombs uh, continually. And the media pays virtually no attention to it. And then we have the situation in Afghanistan where, you know, went on for 20 years and now, the U.S. stealing $7 billion of Afghan money, allowing the economy to just collapse, uh, and people literally starving. And yet, where's the global outcry to say, hey, U.S., first you go in and bomb the heck out of them, and then you steal their money? You know, give it back. And-
16: you know, it's it's pretty much the same thing. You could say, let's, let's just have a dream scenario that's a horrible nightmare, where— so uh uh the the military of russia goes into the foreign reserves it bank in kyiv somewhere and steals all their money and runs back to russia would the would the would the world community be going well i guess he, they've left everything's hunky dory well and let, let the so. economy
17: collapse no but i think you know billy what you're getting at is um what We feel really deeply, which is there are unfortunately lots of wars uh, going on that are ignored by the media that the American people don't know about and therefore don't care about. And we want them to care about all people. We want them to care about the Ukrainians and the horrific Hardships that they are going through facing yep. tremendous violence and fleeing by the hundreds of thousands and maybe the millions
16: in freezing cold weather In
17: freezing cold weather mm. and we want mm. them to care about the Yemenis and we want them to care about the Afghans and we want them to care about the Syrians and the Iraqis and, and the Somalians Libyans and, Libyans mm. and oh, on God. and on. And, and it's, it really is a large problem of the media that doesn't bother to cover these wars when the US is the main aggressor of them. And uh, so it's very hard for us to build up that kind of sympathy and empathy uh, and to build the political pressure, we need to stop the wars when the majority of American people don't know, even know that they're happening.
14: Absolutely. Absolutely. And now Deborah Whiteplume, the great Lakota political activist. In this clip, she's facing another another panel of people from Washington, D.C., who may make a decision in which they admit a, an aggressive mining company onto, onto the land around Pine Ridge. This is a, a great teacher. Listen listen to how she handles these intruders. Deborah Whiteplume.
9: When we filed against Cameco, we were the first ones to challenge our uranium corporation in America in 17 years. That was 10 years ago. It's been 27 years now since anybody challenged a uranium corporation. Now this place where we stand here today is our ancestral territory. You're not the first peace commission to come out here. One came 149 years ago and negotiated the 1868 Fort Laramie treaty, the 1851 Horse Creek treaty with our ancestors. That treaty retained a land base and water, right where we stand here today. This is my people's land. We call the Black Hills to us, it's the heart of everything that is. Now, I don't want you to let Zarga encroach on our ancestral territory. This is not just a little community of Edgemont. This is not just a little county This is ancestral territory of the Lakota Nation, the Cheyenne Nation, the Arapaho Nation. Now you heard about a hiccup. For us, I mean, you know, Hanford is not a hiccup. Fukushima is not a hiccup. At Kamiko, their deep disposal wells leaked. Disposal waste for four years before they found that leak. Now these mines up here, they need deep disposal wells too. You know, I don't want you to approve a permit that's going to allow them to punch 4,000 holes through our aquifer. I don't want you to give them a permit that's going to allow them deep disposal wells. Because as much as the industry stacks the deck, bringing specialists here on the payroll, there's still not perfect science about uranium mining. Ask the people at Fukushima. Ask the people at Hanford. Ask the people living nearby Kamiko. And they'll tell you this is a public comment period, not a time for scientists and experts to come up here and press each other with their big words. This is time for everyday people like me to come and speak to you, government officials. I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother. I'm going to be a great grandmother in November, the first time I'm going to be a great grandmother. I want my Takoja Debbie's baby to come into a world where there's clean water. I want her to stand here someday as a great-grandmother, welcoming her great-grandchild into a world where there's clean water. I want to tell you to the locals people, water is our first medicine.
14: we are at the end of our Earth Riot Radio for the week. And we've been all over the place, East River Park with the Stop Shopping Choir, with the police and the chainsaw workers, and, and then we uh, took the ride to Sri Lanka and points around the world with the news from the natural world, and uh, Savatry D, thank you. We went up to Hawaii with the extinct Kauaio bird. And then we talked to Medea Benjamin and to Tig Berry, the globe-trotting peace activists down in Florida. And he, back here in New York, we're working with the Fire Eagles of Justice who brought us the Impossible song. And working with William Moses and James Solomon Ben with their Justice Ghost song that recurred through the half hour. I want to thank our editor, Jason Candler, and I want to thank you for being here with us. Now, if you want the rest of Medea and Tig's interview, just an excerpt here, come to our website, revbilly.com slash
16: podcasts.
14: And there it will be, the interview in its entirety. And so, it all comes down to the lesson that Deborah White Plume gives us, which is that the earth is a living being. And here in the sixth extinction, we have to partner with the tumultuous moment in our history when the earth is expressing a message in all kinds of ways, sometimes tragic, sometimes a beautiful unfolding flower in the springtime. But the earth is here with us, ready to work with us. We have to accept the, the earth as a conscious being. Earth Alleluia. Somebody give me an Earth Alleluia. Do I hear an Alleluia. earth salute?
0: Reverend Billy in the Church of Stop Shopping, back again next week. Always enlightening, always entertaining, uh, mesmerizing on a, on a number of levels. Is it growing on you, Kevin?
1: It is. Uh, I think uh, it's important to have these discussions to know what's going on in our world and. Uh, I mean, the fact is it's already past the time for us to do something about it. And, uh, you know, I, 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 do, I do really got to gotta commend him. Uh, what he and the church of Stop Shopping is doing is pretty amazing.
0: It is amazing. It is amazing. Anyway, they got, a, they got their own website, RevBilly.com. Uh, you want to you wanna, uh, check that out. And, uh, of course, we're, this is uh, WRCR, WRCR.com. Tough times at Lou Young. And, uh, you know, war, brutality, climate change, mountains of trash we were talking about, the oxen, and PCBs in the air from the trash we're burning, uh, all of it. And what is it that commands our attention, huh? What is it?
1: Well, right now it seems the war is uh, more important.
0: Yeah, the war, but for some folks, it's all about the price of a gallon of gas.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Here's the kinks.
11: You have to wait for the officer, red hot speed and some really high grade.
3: Watson
5: Valley news, informative programs, and your favorite music. We're Radio Unscripted, AM 1700, WRCR, and WRCR.com. W-R-C-R.
1: Weather For tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely mainly before midnight, otherwise cloudy then gradually becoming partly cloudy with the low around 46 degrees, For Sunday, a 20% chance of showers after 2 p.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 58. For Sunday night, cloudy during the early evening, then gradual clearing with a low around 35. For Monday, sunny with a high near 57 degrees. Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 56. For Wednesday, rain likely after 2 p.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a high near 50. And for Thursday, rain likely, chance of rain 60%, otherwise mostly cloudy, with a high near 57. That's the weather forecast. For WRCR, I'm Kevin Thomas.
9: Up-to-the-minute weather information is always available on the WRCR website. Day or night, when you want the weather, check our website at wrcr.com. And
2: the current temperature is 62.
0: Welcome back, Tough Times with Lou Young as we uh, head for the final stretch here. We're opening up the the phone lines, 845-429-1700, 845-429-1700, and we're expanding the topics. Whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to talk about. We'll talk about. Uh, we've been talking about trash earlier. We can continue to talk about that. The uh, Wheel Abrater in Peekskill that's uh, sending uh, stuff. Uh up the uh, stack that uh, that might not be the best thing in the world uh, uh, you know I mean they got uh, plastics in that in with that trash it burns it turns into uh, ugly chemicals that we end up breathing so uh, folks want to uh, reel that in and uh, see what we can do about it hey local politicians I'm looking at uh, Lohud. Uh, <laughs> they want to rename the bridge um, you're right you know they don't like the idea that it's named uh, after uh, uh, it was re it was it was named. By the former governor for a former governor. So, the, uh, the Mario Cuomo Bridge, as uh, no one calls it <laughs> in Rockland County, uh, they want to make it uh, back course, to the yeah. Tappan Zee. But you know what I, I want to say? I want to say, really? Is that what you're focused on? I mean, I'll tell you this right. well, guy built a bridge, you get to name it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, uh, and what do you think about, about Cuomo's uh, ads on TV? I mean, it's, it's like he's running for something. What do you think about that? I mean, it's he's, he's, it's, it's like he's he, it's like a, a political campaign, but it's it's not, or is it?
1: Right, it's the it's the un-campaign campaign.
0: Yeah, so that that's that's interesting. You know, I mean, sometimes, sometimes, you know, sometimes you've done a good job, and you've done stuff, and you're finished. You're done. Uh, move on. Uh, let's not. You know, everybody doesn't have to hang on forever. We have got a caller on the line here. Who's here? Hi, call, hello, caller. You're on the air. Is that me? This is Elisa. Hello, who's there? Elisa. 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 Oh. oh. Elisa, can you hear me? I can barely hear you, Elisa. This is Elisa Zazara, right?
6: Yes, that's correct. Let me.
18: Better
0: that way. Okay, let's uh, let's see if we can get that phone in a place where uh, we can actually hear it. Well, um, here I am
18: again. Is that any better? No, that's
0: better. That's better. Excellent. That's better. Um, you call? Um, where you call from? I'm
18: calling from Hastings on Hudson.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
18: And talking about trash is my favorite topic. So thank you for spending the time talking about
0: it. Oh, are well, you, oh, you a basketball player? Oh, not a different kind of trash talk. Sorry.
18: <laughs> yes. That's a different show. <laughs>
0: You've been watching the games.
18: No, I'm not a game watcher. I, you know I'm too tied up to paying attention to my trash to be to be honest. <laughs> um, so I appreciate that you brought the topic to the fore because it's important and uh, that's why I was calling just to um, thank you and advocate for that and I work with a um, I work with the conservation commission in the village and we have amassed a, a wonderful group of like-minded women at the moment, but it's not open to just women uh-huh. group to, to a Zero Waste group, and uh, through that task force, we're happy to open a Take It or Leave It garage on April 3rd, which is a way to keep useful items out of the trash. Um, So any way as a group uh, in your home, in your business, in your community, that you can keep things out of the trash is uh, what we all need to do on on a sort of cellular level.
13: Oh,
0: you're
18: with a group called Zero Waste... Well, uh, it's the Conservation Commission in Hastings on Hudson, and our their subcommittee is the Zero Waste um, Advisory Task Force. Or um, we, there's a few different acronyms we use, but basically it's the Zero Waste Task Force.
6: Right.
18: Uh, so uh, yeah, and we're we're hoping to work with restaurants to get their organic waste out of the waste stream. We do a we currently have a community drop off mm-hmm. of organic waste. Of course, I would advocate. If you have a, a postage stamp size of a backyard, even, you can compost in that. So eat less meat, compost in your backyard, um, keep everything away from the curb. You know, we, the, yeah. The current, the current paradigm is not working, and we need to, you know, each take much more responsibility
2: for our own footprint.
0: we got Dr. Williams still on the line there. Uh, Courtney, uh, uh, you, you're there, right?
2: I am. Okay, great. Hey, Courtney. Uh, Hi, Lisa. Oh, thanks you guys for calling are... in, and thanks for all your work in Hastings. A pleasure.
0: Well, you know, so we, we've got um, the, the whole composting thing. I, I, I've talked to people about it, and some of them have, like, two uh, two composting things. they got the compost that I'm going to use in the yard, and then the stuff that's uh, – <laughs> just too gross, and I want somebody to take it away. You know, so, uh, you know, like, well, we like uh, chicken bones, right? Right.
18: Mm-hmm. So there's, in your backyard, you can't put in meat or oil or uh, fish, at, that kind of animal product, because it takes a, a more commercial facility that will get to a higher temperature for a longer amount of time mm-hmm. to break that down. But I've been composting in my backyard for the last 20 years here in Hastings, well, close to 20 and I do it with my neighbor now. We have two bins and we rotate and uh, I'm mostly a vegetarian, yeah, pretty much all a vegetarian. So uh, I can put everything in my backyard uh, compost bin. None of it goes to the curb. Uh, but we do have a drop-off. So if you do are a eat- meat eater, you can then separate your stuff for your backyard and take the meat stuff to the drop-off at the DPW yard. And that then gets shipped to... Ulster County I heard you CCR Kathleen, Catherine was on earlier yes
0: yes yes um
18: that's where our food scrap goes so to the other point which you've all hit on all of the Catherine Catherine
0: Beincastner who, whose name I, I I butchered like <laughs> nine times while we' were talking I'm
18: to her. glad I gave you the opportunity to say it again
0: <laughs> <laughs> I but, got um, it. and um, so let, even, listen.
18: even the idea I'm sorry to, 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 to,
6: to no nope,
18: even the idea of bringing it that far is Facility. We should have a compost facility within fifty miles of this community right. that our food scraps can go to. Um, so, making it more, you know, less, gl- you know, global and sh- sh- shopping things all over the place. We need to handle it in our backyards and then beyond that in our larger, you know, smaller communities.
0: Because driving it around defeats the whole purpose of, uh, of yeah, uh, a
4: bigger uh, We got another caller on the line. Who's there? Hello. Hi. Uh, I am. Hi, my name is uh, Jonathan Waru. Hi, Jonathan. Um, Where are you calling from? I'm calling from New New York. Okay.
0: Are you listening uh, to us
4: over the air or uh, online? I'm listening to you guys online, off of my. Uh, okay. My Alexa Echo. My Alexa Echo Dot. Oh, there you uh, go. All right. It's working as a radio. Excellent. But, I, that's um, that's
0: how I listen to. But the, 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 that you're right at the edge of our of our good signal there, so that's
4: why I was uh, asking. Okay, no, no, no. So, but um, but I just wanted to say, uh, uh, Dr. Williams, good to speak with you again. And I just wanted to uh, put a plug in for Loth, uh, which is the Westchester Association for uh, Sustainable Solutions. Um, we're working to move Westchester County away from uh, waste and Center from waste incineration and, and to have. Um, our all of our garbage and our trash um, be done in be disposed of in a zero waste, um, zero pollutant uh, fashion.
0: Okay. Well, now, no you you're not talking about landfill, so you dispose of how?
4: I'm just saying we. I'm just trying to. I'm just joining. I'm just joining with floss to uh, shut down the real operator, uh Incineration plant, and, and what what, that,
0: what 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 replaces it?
4: Uh, the thing is, we want to replace it with something more sustainable, like a municipal uh, reclamation uh, facility that instead focuses. It starts with all of our um, our uh, municipalities um, recycling. Mm-hmm. Redoubling their recycling efforts, and then we just send it to a municipal reclamation facility instead and sell the products from those facilities to be reused in everyday things, such as from All right. the things that you would buy, like at a store to wrap clothes right. or buy
0: food. So, so, what I'm hearing here is that you want to cut the waste stream dramatically and then find a, a, a more modest facility to handle what's left. Correct. All right. So, so um, uh, we've got eight years left on the uh, on the incinerator contract. Um, uh, what do you? How 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 long do you think it'll take us to get our act together on that?
4: We can use the eight-year period to uh, to to do that to rather to to flush out what the solution is. But I think this eight-year period is an opportunity to start transitioning away from wheel of Redo because this. Uh, plant is almost 40 years old. Mm-hmm. The longer these plants stay in operation, the worse the air quality in the area gets, the more dangerous from an oper- it is to actually physically operate uh, the plant.
6: Mm-hmm.
4: Because in previous situations where we've had uh, an incinerator that is that old, you've had more frequencies of fire. Got um, it.
0: Got it. And it's you know it, it's like it, I always use the co- the comparison of the um of uh the uh the Concorde. I mean, listen, when I first saw the Wheel Abreator, uh in the '80s, it was like, holy, oh man, this is awesome. This is a it's a it's a godsend, you know. I mean, it, it's it seemed high tech. It seemed like a good answer. Now, um, uh, time moves on, and 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 it gets older, and um and 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 the problems that we didn't anticipate a surface. And, uh, and it's just like, uh, as much as I loved watching the, uh, the, the, the Concorde, I didn't think we should, uh, should just keep flying them until they started falling out of the sky with regularity, you know? So uh, there's, a, there's a beginning and
4: an end to everything.
0: I'm yeah. talking
4: too much here, maybe. I, I, I don't know. No, 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 you're, you're, you're okay. But, you know, it's just the point of we need to not only transition away from it, but if we continue to have an here, it's going to become more and more um, problematic because the older these things get, even doing basic uh, maintenance um, is dangerous. So like one instance, we had an incinerator, I believe in New England, where they were just doing routine maintenance on the roof. It caused an issue and then mm-hmm. there was a fire. And then as a result of the fire, there not being the proper roof or cone there, more, even more excess um, pollutants went into the air.
0: Okay, and, and forgive me, I didn't write your name down when you first called in. What's, uh, what's... Jonathan Waru? Jonathan, thank you so much for
4: calling. And uh, we'll reach out to us on we Will we'll do. Um, that's off of Facebook and Twitter page as well.
0: Will do. Will and, and Courtney and um, uh, and uh, uh Courtney and uh, hey, Eliza uh elisa uh um, thank you yeah i you know i can't remember my, my what i had uh for lunch yesterday um uh what do you what do you think about that i mean in the next 8 years we figure this out is that a good plan or is that not good enough sooner
2: the better the sooner I mean, the better
6: i mean honestly pl- mm-hmm. go ahead so, go ahead
2: so i live in Peekskill. i'm raising a family here Mm -hmm. You know, I look at the health data for my city, and we are facing higher rates of asthma, higher rates of lung cancer, all of these things that, as a scientist, I know the data is clear, linking them to air pollution. So the county needs to stop asking, can we do this? And acknowledge, we must do this. We must protect the health. Of the people of Westchester, of the people of Peekskill, and we need to protect our climate, our our planet. You know, we don't really have a choice. We have to stop pretending like we have a choice, right? Like, you know, the climate catastrophe we are facing. We need to solve this problem. And the sooner, the better. We need to undertake an effort like Ulster County is doing and have folks just speak up in our county legislature. Get our Department of Environmental Facilities on board and say, you know what? We're done polluting the air that is that we breathe here in Westchester and Rockland. We're gonna find, we're gonna make those solutions happen. We're gonna use what's already out there, we're gonna expand, we're gonna push, we can do it. It's Westchester County, folks. We can solve this waste problem.
0: And and, 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 you and of know, course, so he...
2: folks in Rockland breathing this. Let Westchester hear that you don't want us polluting your air with our garbage.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's the point I was going to make. The uh, the chemicals don't know to stop at the county line, you know. Exactly. So, uh, uh, uh,
18: uh, Lisa, uh, yeah, before... thank you. If I may, cause Courtney, you always just spark my my brain and mind. Thank you so much for um, what you do. Um, that what the county should try be trying to do is to put the wheel wheelabrator incinerator. Out of business. Like that's what everyone at Wheelabrator should be trying to do is to put it out of business and the county does a a decent good job um, with the recycling and getting our you know managing our waste and making air quotes managing our waste Uh, but they don't need to be telling us to recycle right because we're not going to recycle our way out of this either. We need to stop making trash and make the producers of the trash responsible and come up with solutions that aren't keeping the current businesses in business because these aren't the businesses that are going to keep our health in in their minds or, you know, make this, make this work.
0: And there's another uh, uh, aspect to this because uh, in the town where I live, uh, they are, the village where I live, they're starting to collect uh, food scraps, but they're only doing it from residential uh uh, customers from from homes, standalone homes, uh, and uh, not apartment buildings. Uh,
18: so, well, but but even to that point, is why are they collecting food scraps from a house that can compost in their backyard? You know, I mean, like how hard have we tried to get everyone to compost in their backyard? Why can't individuals, instead of thinking, "Oh, I'll just throw it away," whether it's away to the compost, you know, chain that goes with your food scraps? You, you know, we need to um okay i billy was on earlier i can't do i can't be courtney courtney i'll tell you
0: this i'll tell you this not only are um are they uh uh, participating in this food scraps program people are paying to participate so they are these people are paying extra to have their food scraps uh picked up
2: yeah and i think you know the, the county needs to hear from folks that are taking those steps or like to know that people, I don't think a lot of Westchester residents realize where their garbage is going. And I think if they knew, they would be incensed. You know, nobody wants to, to think of a kid getting asthma for their, to burn their garbage, right? None of us want that. And so we really need to step up and make sure, you know, George, George Latimer, our county executive, our elected officials at the board of ledge, they need to hear from us that we want this to be a priority and we're, we're, we want these solutions implemented. It is expensive to burn garbage. We very much could save money by diverting waste from the incinerator and make money by selling our, like our things that can be used or recycled, metal, et cetera, that of stuff we can't divert from the waste from, uh, That we can't just not um, make disposable, we can make money off that stuff. All right. So, you know, let's make it a priority, Westchester.
6: All right. And if,
18: if I may, because I don't want to go away with the wrong impression, I'm all for people separating out their food scraps. Um, and collecting it is great, but let's collect it and not ship it over a hundred miles away. Let's try and yeah, make you, more. Well, that's that's but... that,
0: that's key. Also, listen, we're coming up thank to you. the end of this uh, this extravaganza. Alisa uh, uh, and uh, Courtney, uh, Doctor Williams, as, as we call you, uh, 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 Jonathan. Uh, uh, Jonathan, thank you so much for calling in, and um, and thank you everybody who was uh, who was uh, here for the hour. Uh, Catherine. Uh, Bean Castner. <laughs> Bean uh, and uh, and uh, who else was here? Who, who else did we have here, Kevin? Hey. Uh, well. Uh, well, whoever... You know what? Thank you, you all callers. I appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. This is On to Blue Young. WRCR. WRCR.com. Guys, let's uh, think about what we're doing. Be safe. Be well. Let's uh, try and... Uh, save ourselves.